It's the Pete Primo Show. Welcome to episode 82. Had some technical difficulties, but I guess my producer and the illustrious Steve Howe figured it out. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> um, overcoming challenges. And we will talk about that. And the reason why... We're going to talk about overcoming challenges. As last Tuesday, I had major neck surgery, and it was a challenge to be here to do this today. Um, especially, you know, at, you know, being within a week of of having a major surgery. So all is well, and I'm looking forward to uh, to talking to Steve. And without further ado, let me just pay the bills. Sell a million. What have you been waiting for? How to sell another million dollars this year? If you don't have this book, you're not in the cool kids club and you want to be in the cool kids club. Actually, if you own a store, you want to be profitable and make a lot of money and make a lot of customers happy. That's what you want to do. Welcome to the show, Steve. And I thought together we would do the sponsorship piece of it, which Steve uh, sponsors the show and Steve runs the largest mattress industry network group. And it is called mattress industry network group. And if you've got a smartphone and you don't belong to the group, take a picture right there, scan it and join the group. If you want to learn how to merchandise, you want to learn how to network, you want to learn how, how to market better, Anything you want to learn, you can learn in this group. And the the difference between this group and other groups, nobody's trying to sell anybody anything. What's, what's happening in this group is you have retailers who said, what if there was more cooperation in our industry? What if we had a place where we could all kind of just join and share information? Would our lives be better? And the answer to that was yes. Are you over 1,500 people now, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, we're over 1,520, some, somewhere around there. Congratulations. Congratulations. When are we going to upgrade that photo, Steve? Nobody makes, nobody makes good money selling that 8-inch spring model. <laughs> Stu. You're hey, 100% I heard you right. You sell a ton of those eight inch spring models, Stewie. <laughs> Stu, do you got a question today, man? No? What's happening over there? Okay. There we go. Now we're back. Oh, okay. Steve, what would you add to what I said about the uh, the Mattress Industry Network Group? I mean, you've uh, been with it from the start and you're really uh, the guy that, you know, spends the most time in the group just when you're you know, not. The, the cool thing about the Mattress Industry Network Group now, Pete, is, and besides being over 1,500 members, we've rejected about 1,500 members. I mean, we rejected far more people than we accept because they don't answer the questions. 
Um, we're trying to keep the group professional and uh, trying to keep the group uh, really concentrated on the mattress industry. So if you're part of the industry, join a group. If you're not, don't waste my time because I don't want to reject you. Um, but please, I mean, you are in the industry. We'd, we'd love to have you. We've got some awesome people in the group. And I know, you know, being at market for for six days, whatever I was last week, man, being in the industry network group has really, now I have to schedule multiple days because what I used to be able to see in a day now takes me three because I get stopped around every corner with people saying, hey, you're that guy from the group. So, um, yeah. Though I love it, it has extended my my history or my visits to Las Vegas. So, um, but it's it's all good. We love helping people. So, tell me about market before we talk about overcoming challenges. And the first thing that I would say about overcoming challenges, guys and gals, if you are feeling challenged right now, circle the wagons. What do I mean by that? Circle the wagons. Who, who are you communicating with? Where are you getting new, fresh ideas from? Are, do you belong to the Mattress Industry Network Group? Because if you don't, you are, you're costing yourself thousands of dollars. It's, it's just that simple. The answers to the questions that you have that you're too embarrassed to, to ask. If you want to just hang out in the group and just watch, you'll see it answered. Now, if you, if you're a little braver than that, go ahead and ask and you're going to be amazed. You're going to have store owners just like you. You're going to have VPs of sales for manufacturers. You're going to have owners of manufacturers. You're going to have all kinds of people in this group answering your questions and I, i'm telling you it's an invaluable resource so the first first thing in overcoming a challenge is recognizing you got a challenge right like if i would have walked into the hospital knowing i'm having major neck surgery and going no i'm gonna i'm just gonna skip out of here in a day or two and actually i did it's a two to three day in the hospital stay. They kicked me out after a little more than 24 hours. Um, so I was wondering, was I a really good patient or was I a really bad patient? Like, yeah, get this guy out of here. Maybe you're not really good drugged, Pete. Yes, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. So, you know, so we also run another group um, for dealers only. Mattress Industry Network uh, Dealers Group is for dealers only. So if you don't want to ask the questions uh, in the main group, you can also join the dealers group and that's for store owners only. So um, it's also a place where you can go and we all feel your pain, right? We've all been pretty much in the same situation at some point in time. So, and then we have over 200 dealers in that group. Wow. That's great. And what's nice about that group is you guys have some privacy to discuss issues that 
you don't want to discuss in front of the rest of the industry. Um, yeah, it's a great but opportunity. You, but, but you need, but you need answers. Yeah, you need answers. You want answers, and it's a great place to exchange information uh, for you guys. So, Steve, give me a recap of market, and then I'm going to start diving down into... Uh, and I guess I would take it from the standpoint of if somebody didn't go to market, in your mind, what did they miss? And why should they have gone? And listen, there's a hundred reasons. There's a hundred reasons why you should do something or not do something, right? And sometimes your reasons are really personal. Like mine was, I have a neck surgery and I wasn't allowed to travel, period. So, um, and I would have loved to have been there. So what so, were you saying before I so rudely interrupted you? I had this debate with another dealer last week that says why I, I don't I hate industry shows and I would say you know if if there's no other reason to go to Las Vegas market it's to attend our mattress industry network meetup I mean we had you know over 40 people get together um, sponsored by bedtech you know they fed us they bought us drinks um, even even Justin bought some drinks so you know it was a good wow. time. Wow. Um, notorious tight wad. Um, <laughs> bought, us, bought us some drinks. And uh, no, it was, you know, it was a great time to really just uh, get to know other people in the, in the industry um, from all different perspectives. Um, so that's the major highlight, right? I mean, even in a so-called down market, it was a, uh, it was a great, I mean, I think we broke our attendance from last time. I'm not sure about the bar bill. You'll have to ask Justin. Um, but the food <laughs> bill was, was, uh, I think higher. Um, but my takeaways and I, and I, I actually made notes for you, Pete, because I wanted to hit some, some good points, right? I mean, good, good. Uh, when I started my market, um, on, I think on Sunday, um, was that customatic, right? And customatic for the first time um, is launching a uh, a direct to the store um, versus they always put a container container program. Um, they got some awesome the sleep tracker uh, technology that they've got. It's pretty awesome. Um, which they you know th their big claim there is the snore sense technology. The bed automatically uses your respirations and tracks and will adjust, you know, four degrees and it will continue to adjust four degrees at a time every 30 minutes until you stop snoring. Um, hmm. So that was awesome. But the cooler part was I spent time with the engineers there and he actually happens to be based out of Idaho Falls, so not too far from me. And uh, he... I gave him some ideas, some stuff that I'd like to see in an adjustable basis, but then they broke down the, the actual app technology. So, I mean, they're doing some things that I, I didn't see anybody else doing. And that, you know, and that's not to take away from my friends over at Ergo. Um, they've got some cool stuff too, but um, the highlight there uh, for the adjustable base market was definitely customatic for me. Um, 
the next one, of course, um, everybody knows if you've been part of the group for a minute, um, I was the first one to land Puffy on my floor and Puffy uh, opened their showroom uh, with their three models. But their showroom was gorgeous. Um, got some opportunity to speak to the owner and uh, who is very, I mean, very receptive to some constructive criticism and where they should be going. Um, because, I mean, they're, they're e-commerce guys, right? That's what they do primarily. I mean, they have other e-commerce businesses. Um, so the mattress industry is not something that they know really well, even though they've done a great job of with their three models. Uh, I think we'll see some exciting stuff coming out in the next year from them. And then my guys over at BedTech, um, you know, they launched the new uh, copper hybrids, which we all knew were coming, right? Since last market, sure. right. we knew they were coming. But the good news is, is they're finally here. So uh, can't wait to get them on my floor. Hopefully, uh, I mean, I ordered them. So if you're watching Brandon and Darren, where they at? <laughs> they ain't get here yet. So um, no, looking forward to those those models. And of course, their continued success with the split head. Um, you know, we I talked to some other manufacturers that have done the split heads and they're kind of retreating from the split head adjustable market, um, which I tried to tell them. And I, I think it's crazy, right? I mean, I think we're, it's something to dig into. And I think FedTech's going to do uh, some huge business especially once they hit that copper hybrid split head, um, that thing's going to be really big. Um, and then let's look at this. So Diamond, Diamond uh, also impressive at market launching their their gel grid uh, technology and their techno gel products. Um, you can see the video we posted in the group. Uh, great interview with Patrick. Um, and I mean, they're, they're stuff, high end bed in the box, really great stuff. Um, and a different story, right? I mean, we're kind of all getting used to this grid stuff when we deal with the purples. And I mean, everybody's trying to come out with the per, you know, the next specs purple. Um, but the reality is this, though, this is trying to compete in that market with purple. It's actually just a, better feeling bed in my opinion so um, then I mean those were the major major highlights other than me getting my butt kicked at poker on Saturday night uh, raising money for any for autism which uh, thanks to you and your sponsorship I was able to uh, play with four time world series of, of poker champ and any we made him rebuy a couple times, but uh, I realized he had deeper pockets than me. <laughs> That's a great event. It's a great event. I love uh, being part of that. And uh, it's, a, it's a great charity. Doug Krinsky does a fabulous job with that. Um, so when you look at 
listen, we all knew that this market was going to be un- underattended before we went. And could you see a difference in energy levels between um, showrooms? Or you know, so I mean, and and if you watch the video with Patrick at Diamond, right? They had their best single day attendance in their show history, right? So nice. Uh, and I can tell you that the story was true for all all the guys that were actively pursuing customers. Uh, were busy. All the people that were putting in the work were busy. All the people that sat on their butts. Um, I mean, it, it was the status quo for them, right? I mean, that was kind of the energy I got. Most showrooms that I went in, uh, Bed Tech was busy uh, when I was there. Diamond, Puffy, uh, Customatic, and Geese. Those were all all good places to be for me. So, and, and I don't think there's many showrooms I didn't get to. And if I did, shame on you for closing on Wednesday. <laughs> I can only cram in so much. So I did see some. I tried to see some on Thursday and uh, or on Wednesday before. And they were closed, man. And, and that was unfortunate for them. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So that's that's uh you've you've got some 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 cool observations. I, I would say this. Um split heads aren't going away, no matter how much you wish it. And and listen, I know that some of your operations people are telling you it takes an hour to sew the cover. I get that. And guess what? So the very first time. You sew the cover, it takes an hour. But after you've sewn about 10 or 20,000 of those covers, you're going to learn to get that time down. Uh, it, it is a, it is a time consuming. It, it, do you, do you want to know something? It's, it's one of those things where you find out who wants to really serve their customers or not. Because, you know, so an hour seems pretty light because I was over at, uh, uh, Paramount down down at Paramount in the uh, temporary spaces, and they have a bed that takes a hundred hours to build. So, an hour on a cover versus a hundred hours—that um, seems like a bargain to me, right? Well, their cover—they probably have nothing in their cover. This is so you've got whatever you've got plus so. No, it's a it's a challenge, but listen, what 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 has happened for those who haven't figured it out yet is there's one retailer who grows year after year after year after year in profitability and volume and it's sleep number. And the only thing that they advertise are split heads. Interestingly enough, all they do, all they make them in is kings. They don't even offer them in queens. And they've created a market and people want that market. And some of the guys that jumped on this early, like Jeff Janakovo in Lancaster, they are reaping the rewards. And it's, it, you know, I'm glad to see that uh, Darren and Brandon at BedTech are jumping all over it because, you know, from, from A to Z, 
they're they're going to have it um uh ha- have that that covered you know, because in that copper hybrid amazing feel right i mean first and foremost that bed's got a great feel but to add that story i mean because you know so far a lot of us have only been able to have an all foam which some people you know the moment you tell them it's a foam mattress they don't want anything to do with it so right um no i think once that copper hybrid hits it's going to be huge yeah and it will certainly be at the center of my you know what we do here so i think it'll be cool oh and i have to take a quick moment to recognize my sponsor of the day Keeps alive and well. <laughs> well, that reminds me. It's time to pay the bills, man. Unless you're going to do what you normally do. You know, so you caught me, Pete, because I switched to a digital copy. And I don't have it unless, I mean, I could pull it up real quick for you. But it's up to you, man. Here, here, let me pick a chapter and I'll... I the chapter that I pick is chapter 33. Your number one product is you, and it's on page 53. Page 53. So for me, that's going to be 54. Let's see. Chris O. Hello, here from the UK. Help helping manufacturers save money, become efficient. We love being part of the mattress making industry network. We have customers across. Okay. Well, nice to see you too. Thank you. All right. I'll read this one for you. Sure. We're going to go down to page. Oh, it's just page 53. Just now. All right. Your number one product is you. Successful store owners understand and embrace the fact that their number one product is their own self. Therefore, they invest uh, the time and money in making this product the best it can be. Uh, in today's business world, there's no room for the weak. Uh, personality lists, timid marketers, and you must understand only the strong survive. Success starts with you. What you focus on, how you think, and what you do on a repeated and consistent basis. The good news is there's plenty of excellent books, courses, and people to help you uh, develop and maximize your personal skills And my goal with this chapter is simply to remind you of the critical importance on focusing on self-development. I'm 54 years old right now. That must have been a while. Long time ago. (laughs) By the time I get this book finished, I'll probably be 70. Oh, no, 55 years old. (laughs) I left most of my books in my van while I drive 20 or 30 hours a week, I have turned my van into a learning institution. I suggest that you find the time and make your time to further your sales, business, and and marketing education. When you accept the fact uh, that like product research and development, personal research and development is equally important, uh, you're on your way to bigger and better things. Uh, Here's a few simple ways to do this. Read, study, and implement. If you drive a lot, it is to listen and implement. Have an inner circle of trusted friends. Attend events with excellent speakers. Promise yourself you'll always be a student. Always be learning. Celebrate and enjoy success. 
uh, but be careful of complacency. Thank you. And dun, da, 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 the number one way in the mattress industry network group you can invest in yourself would be to join my mattress masterminds group. So, well, you could join the industry network group too, but um, <laughs> the mattress minds group is. Let's talk uh, about that a little bit. So, we just wrapped up season two last week. So, um, we're going to be looking to start season three here in a couple weeks or a few weeks. Um, some of us need a little bit of a, a breather. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we take limited to 10 people. We run 12 weeks and we work on our businesses, um, and different aspects. So, uh, it's, it's a great way to, to really lean on, on others, um, to see how we can help you. So, and to dig deep, right? Ask the tough questions. Some of the things, um, there we go, Chris. Chris is on it. This guy is the wizard. He is? Well, um, he's in he's in makeup mode right now. <laughs> we won't even so, tell you how we discovered that it wasn't you this morning, though. The air was on. <laughs> you can totally blame Chris for being late this morning. So one of the things that I've been told by gentlemen and ladies that run masterminds is one of the biggest benefits of being the leader of the mastermind is you get to surround yourself with people that you, you feel are smart and can bring something to the table. And you can learn from them, even though they're learning from you. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an educational process all the way around the circle. So um, when we, we take a different approach to um, typical mattress mind group, uh, somebody presents typically the guy that hosts the group would be the weekly presenter uh, of a topic. But we, we share in that responsibility, right? So each one of us, takes a topic that we're good at and we teach it for, you know, whatever week we, we choose. So, um, it's a great opportunity one, um, to work on your presentation skills. Also to dig deep, to find out what you're really good at. Um, because sometimes we need that reinforcement. Um, and sometimes we know that, you know, the easiest way to learn sometimes is, by teaching and a lot of it is just a great reminder of, of what it is that normally we do to make us successful sorry the ups guys creeping outside my door slowly like he might have some goods for me go get him i'll hold down the fort now he'll uh he'll leave him at the door all right i hope <laughs> No, it's my usual guy, so I will. He'll leave it. So if somebody wants some more information on Mattress Minds, how do they get it? So easiest way is if you're part of the group, shoot me a, a, a message on Facebook. 
If not, email me, Steve at bougiemanagers.com. And, uh, you know, we've got, we've got some spots. We've got some returners, uh, that are going from season one all the way to season three. Um, but I think we're going to open up a few more spots than we had last time. Uh, last time, I think we only had like three spots for some new people, but this time I uh, will hope them. I mean, somebody, oh, it's my, my security cameras at my other store telling me I got an invader. Let me disarm my security system here. Hmm. That's how I find out when my employees get to work on time. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, have you ever overcome a challenge in your life, mister? I, I mean, my life is a challenge, Pete. I mean, no, I mean pick one. <laughs> I wasn't prepared to overcome challenges this morning. Hence, there's a challenge, right? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I've overcome I've overcome so many challenges. So, I mean, from from life in general to uh, you know, as an athlete, as a store owner, I mean, we've walked, we've all walked the the difficulty of being you know, business owners and the difficulties that have arisen. So um, I'm actually kind of, I look forward to, to new challenges, especially what we see with the economy come. Uh, we all try and prepare for them ahead of time so that we can limit their influence on us, right? So when you look at times where you've successfully met challenges versus times that maybe you didn't. What was the difference? Oh, I've never met a challenge I couldn't overcome, Pete. Really? Good I mean, for you. The only way you don't overcome a challenge is by quitting, right? In my book. I mean, I've never, I'm not a quitter. So, I mean, that's the, so, the easiest, so, so, easiest so, way to overcome a challenge is don't quit. So I you're you're getting really close to something here. So there are um there are beliefs that we have about ourselves that when the fire of a challenge heats up either we are able to lean on the fact of who we are and who we believe ourselves to be or we don't have that to lean on and you don't know who you are. Whenever you wanted to quit, a little voice said, Steve, it's okay. You can quit. You go, oh no, hell no. No, I, I can't quit. Why? Because I'm not a quitter. So in your bones, you believe you're not a quitter. And that is what helps you to overcome any challenge. You know what? I, I, 
there, I can't remember which book I read, but it, it was a, essentially simplifying the, the thought process, right? Because a lot of people get caught up in, uh, debate. So I can't even say I've had that little voice, Pete, that says it's okay to quit because I have a rule and my rule is it's not okay to quit. So we just it's a don't be- enter- beautiful rule. We don't entertain the, the, the thought of quitting. Yeah. Let alone, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, and my, my boys have the same, you know, we're, we're instilling that in them in sports. And I mean, it's just, if you, you sign up for something, you don't get the option to quit. That's yeah. just it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you some funny football stories where <laughs> I'm yelling at the trainer to tape up my effing leg and you know it's broke it's broke like it's broke <laughs> like, it's, it's, tape it up what the hell's wrong with you tape it up put me back in <laughs> you know my my oldest boy is the downfall so i've coached him when now he's he's starting high school but i've coached him in sports essentially since he was four years old and and i've had parents report me to the league as the coach, because, you know, he'll run in the ball. He'll get hit pretty good. Right. I mean, and he'll, you know, especially when he was little, he'd get up or he'd lay there and cry a little bit. And then I'd, I'd walk out there and grab him by his shoulder pads and stand him up and say, toughen up, get your, get your ass back in the game. <laughs> and, uh, but I'll tell you today, I mean, I can, I mean, he's, you know, he's been on the All-State team for three years in a row. Um, wow. And, and that kid, and he's not, I mean, he's not going to listen to this podcast, so I can tell you straight, he's not the most physically gifted athlete, but he is the hardest working kid um, on the team, always. So I've, I've never seen him um, slack, uh, ever. He just... I mean, it's not an option for him either. So he knows that to be good, you have to work. Yeah. 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 There's a lot that we can learn in athletics that can really help us in our our business careers and the rest of our life. If we're willing to learn the lessons and bring them forward, if we leave the lessons that we learned about discipline, persistence, uh, teamwork, and and we we leave that all behind when we when we take our our helmet off. We 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 lo- we've lost because you should take that forward into your life. You know, all of I, those lessons. I don't think. I mean, if if you're, I mean, there there's a lot of kids that are on the team, right? I mean, that are just on the team. Their dad made them play. Or, or whatever the instance. Um, but if you truly love sport, right, in general, and I mean, Stu, I don't count soccer as a sport. No. Uh, even Stu, soccer is a sport. I'm with you on that. Even, even soccer, Stewie, for you communists out there. Um, <laughs> I mean, that competitive nature, right? That's sh- that, uh, I mean, it's, it's a huge, I mean, I don't know Thanks, how to Chris. take care. I don't know how to, 
I don't know how to turn just the work ethic more than anything, right? That you learn in sport, right? If you want to be good, you have to put in effort. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's the same in business. It was the same when I was in the military. Um, I was never the most physically gifted. Granted, I was, I mean, I was athletically gifted. I, I All right, Stewie, bring it. Ah, uh, uh, Stu, I'm not sure about that. I I think... Uh, oh, you might be one attacking me, but the it's hoaxster, The hoaxster will put a move on you, and I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, I used, I used to be a 4-4-40 guy, right? So I, I, was, I was a super fast athlete, but I was not the most physically domineering size-wise, right? I was, I mean, in, uh, in high school, I was, you know, 5'9", 180. Yeah. Um, and most of the time played strong safety, right? And I, I mean, I love, I love to come up and support the run, Stewie. I, you might be able to tackle me, but I guarantee those high knees hurt, buddy. So my senior, my senior year in college, I was 5'10", 235, had a raw bench of 480, and I ran a 4540, and I had a 36-inch vertical jump. <clears throat> when I tried out for the pros, um, I ran this agility drill, which is like, <laughs> it was that agility drill where you straddle the, the yard lines and you go five yards out, five yards pass and then back and finish. And I, I ran the fastest time. Three cone drill. I ran the fastest time of anybody, of any athlete. And they go, this is impossible. So then they put us in heats together and I still beat them. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> anyway. But to get a 480 bench, right? At how big? 230? 235. 235. I mean, that's extremely impressive, right? I mean, now 36 inch vertical. I don't know if that's impressive. My my 14 year old has a 36 inch vertical right now. That's but that's unbelievable. That's great. I never I didn't. I couldn't I couldn't jump like that. But I mean, training is a lot different today than it was when I was in high school. It's a lot better. It's uh Oh, I mean, they focus on different things, right? I mean, it's, they focus on how to make, you know, you used to go to the gym and I used to go to the gym. I mean, I, I was not a 480 bench guy. I was, I never, even, I never even hit 300 close, but never did. But I, I could squat almost five, right? Wow. I, mean, I was, a, I focused on leg strength and power. Um, but nowadays they are not all about building muscle. No, they're, they're trying to build athletic, a better athlete. It's, you know, it's so much more movement and stuff oriented than, you know, what we used to do of just going and lifting weights. Yep. Stu, did we get your question earlier? I saw it come on and then. It went away. So that 480 bench used to excite me. 
the 705 bench excites me more. Completely different. To add to that, Pete, if you are in the group and not participating, it's as bad as not being there. You know, that's, that's, you're right on the money, Stu. I can get help and I can help others all the time. No better free resource, RN. Resource RN. Stu just don't know how to spell. Okay. But it's a great point. You know, don't don't say, oh, I'm here. Um, God's gift to the mattress business, but I'm not going to share any ideas. Um, I haven't met God's gift to the mattress business yet. Have you, Pete? No, but I've met several people who thought they were. Oh, there's that. I've been very, bl- listen, our industry in just overall is full of a lot of really good people. A lot of really good people. Um, not right now. Okay. Okay, Stu. Just want to make sure I got my number one yeah. guy, man. No, he's, he's saying right now. I think, I think that's a challenge. I think Stewie and I are going to have to meet up in a dark alley somewhere and, and, uh, duke it out. <laughs> you know, if the alley's dark enough, he'll just be fighting my bodyguard. Oh, that's hilarious. Now. So Steve, you've got you've got a um a, a new owner that comes to you and they say, I'm really having a tough time getting customers through the door. You know, what should I do, Steve? What would you say to them? Uh, same thing I say to everybody. Let's focus on Google, right? I mean Okay. Let's uh I mean that that's Google is your front door right um, today. And I know there's, you know, there's a lot of people that would disagree with me. Oh, right now, right now, Stewie. <laughs> still, still, you, you're on fire, dude. You know, <laughs> you should, you should have a group or we should meet a little earlier, see if how early he can wake up, Pete. Down. Um, no, so I mean, I always say Google's your front door, right? How do you how do we increase your presence on Google? And there's lots of ways to do it. And you know, through advertising or through your Google uh, business profile page. I mean, but either way, that's that's where 90% of the All right. Stu's distracting me. Yeah, boy, don't lift as many mattresses as me. He just got a big head. (laughs) I don't even have to lift mattresses anymore, Stewie. I pay somebody for that. (laughs) No, I say that. I was doing deliveries this morning. Um, but yeah, anyway, Google's the front door. Google is is where where people go to find information today. So that's the first place you need to be and you need to you know, even if you can only afford to to do a little bit, uh you need to do a little bit. You need and and improve your website and I mean that's your, you know, Google's the front door 
Um, your website's the your new RSA, and um, if your RSA is good, they'll come into your store. And specifically with uh, Google, you start with the business profile page. If if they don't have that filled out, they got to jump on that and get that done, right? What else can they do on Google? Oh, I mean, Google Ads, right? I mean, Google Ads is huge. But that profile page puts you on Google Maps. It puts you, you know, it puts you everywhere. And then get those reviews, get those reviews, get those reviews, get those reviews. I don't know how many times we can say, get those reviews for Google. Um, and there's, I mean, there's some good, I mean, I, I say this because I've, I've spent a lot of time, one, with Google people, um, directly Google people, and I've taken lots of courses on Google, and um, I've taught courses on Google. So, um, man, we just we just taught one to the mastermind group last time on Google, um, the Google business profile, how to improve your your rankings there. Um, post pictures, post. I mean, there's certain things you got to do. Uh, to keep your your content live and new so that you continue uh, to stay on Google. And then least of all would be SEO, right? Your website. Um, but I'd say the majority of people are entering your website through your Google business profile anymore. Okay. And so Google is rewarding for... for um consistency over time and recency so if if you are good and you post some stuff you're not good forever you got to keep posting stuff because they they like recent content right so they like changing content right and i mean and now even in your even in your google review uh, responses and yep. Google reviews, right? Now we t start to talk about the, the real world SEO, um, right? So that is important. What your customers say about you is important. I think like Jeff Giannakovo posted um, the keywords that, you know, and I forget what his were. One of them was kind of uh, like it was negative, but it it was not meant to be, right? Because the word was pushy. I think it was pushy, something like that. But the actual customer response was not pushy. Mm. But that was not what Google picked up on, was not the not pushy. They picked up on pushy. Interesting. Chris so, is asking, is Google advertising searches still better than on socials? Yes. There you go. I mean, I, I almost, you can go to my Facebook page, my store Facebook page, and I almost do nothing. I mean, and it not, I mean, for numerous reasons, right? right? I mean, if I'm going to give my money to the devil, it's going to be the devil that pays. Um, and that's Google for me. Um, Facebook's people, 
people going to have a negative interaction with with Facebook? Sure. Um, they, can't, they can't really have a negative interaction with Google, right? Because you're offering a solution to a problem that they're already searching for. On Facebook, you're advertising a product that they don't want to see. Mm. So um, that would be my... Yeah, I mean, that's my kind of my my thought process, right? Is And I've seen a lot of companies that advertise on, on Facebook get a lot of negative feedback. And I just choose not to play there. Yep, yep. Cool. Do you still do signs? Did you ever do signs? Signs. Yeah. Gang signs? Yeah, we can still do gang signs. Stop. <laughs> I mean, I still have a sign waiver, yeah. So, do you guys do sign walkers out in your neck of the woods or they don't allow it there? No, so my sign waiver, I have him out there. And I, I mean, I can't tell you whether or not a sign waiver is effective or not. Um, I'm trying to think. Let's see how good Chris is. I could, I could put up a a link. Me, goodness, I was gonna say you gotta throw I, it in the chat. I was going to, but I don't know that I could get it there quick enough. Um, it's uh my new commercial that I just shot. Oh, uh, my sign, my sign waiver, it. my sign waiver is famous. In Boise. Oh, yeah? Right? I mean, he's been doing it for us now for 12 years. And uh, he is, he's phenomenal. Um, but I can't tell you whether or not that makes me money or not. It's just, I appreciate him so much that I couldn't imagine coming to work without him. So, hmm. uh, but I'm not hiring one for my new store. Maybe no. I should, maybe I should, but no, um, I don't know that sign waivers are are that crucial. Anything else for a dealer that is struggling and they're trying to unwind the mystery of why their business isn't as strong as as it should have been. Um. Maybe they're running the same ads, but the ads aren't pulling anymore. Um, <clears throat> sometimes if you ran a good ad before and it truly was a good ad that resonated, it, it had a good message to it and it resonated. Sometimes the media, and it doesn't even matter which media, it's the wrong media now. I mean, and so it, it just the, that's the, where we the went ball, with, the ball the ball moves on you. That's where we went with Facebook, right? I mean, we my initial business was huge on Facebook, huge, um, and then we kept seeing less and less return, right? And that was because more and more people started advertising, so your money started going, uh, you know, wasn't going as far. Sure. So now, um. Yeah, you can see I only like 500 people have liked my page, 450. Um, 
It's just, and we, we do use it for updates and I mean, certain little things, but, um, it's not, not something we, we do a ton of anymore. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, our money quit going as far and I mean, you can see even the big boys, right? Um, purple nectar. I mean, follow those guys, their ad spends on social media have dropped significantly, right? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. So when we look at, and they're, I mean, they haven't quit advertising on Google and Google ad network because you go to their website, they'll still haunt you for the next, you know, um, six years. It seems like, you know, every page you go on, you'll see an ad from, from resident. But, um, yeah, so social, not so keen. There's, I mean, that is a good looking store, right? And a good look, I mean, of course you're there. There's a good looking family right there too. I don't forget. Oh, Chris has <laughs> jumped ahead. There you go. <laughs> I think, and to take away something that I, I did when I was in the financial services business and, and I rediscovered this thought process when I was in Vegas or on vacation, I can't remember the last month, um, is you really need to focus on the people that you know, right? I mean, that's, if you want to generate traffic today, start talking about your business with the people that you know. Right. Um, those are easy customers. Don't be afraid to tell people what you do for a living. You're in the business of improving their life. Our social is not better for tagging people tagging recommendations. They're more visual than search engine in direct traffic to websites. I guess that all depends. It's an interesting question. Maybe not for me, but I'm biased also. Again, I'm, I'm the most Google biased person, um, probably in the industry. Any opinion on the rise of Instagram and TikTok? I'm not cool enough. He's a Google, Google guy. He's punting on that one. But thank you, Chris, for the question. That was a great question. I mean, I think TikTok could be cool. I mean, if you, you utilize something that was cool, I'm just not that cool. So uh, my customers aren't typically on Instagram and TikTok because I'm, uh, I'm trying to chase the customer that's going to drop over a thousand bucks. Not under a thousand. <laughs> There's not much out there anymore, right? I mean, that under yeah. a thousand market that we hit, you know, the, the advantage of where we do well on social uh, of all things on Facebook would be in, uh, Parents recommending us because we're in a college area, right? Um, you know, the Smurf turf, um, Boise is huge. We have a huge influx of students from California and, and all over. Um, but where we get a lot of business is that parents will share in their parent groups for the college of who they're 
you know, somebody will ask a question and they'll say, well, you know, where'd you get, where are you getting your beds? Uh, my students moving to Boise or moving out of the dorms into their own place. Where can we find a mattress? And that's really where we recommend get those recommendations. So um, that's the type of utilization that we really appreciate out of Facebook. But other than direct recommendations, um, it's a waste of my money. Stu, I have been slacking on Instagram and TikTok for my business, but there's definitely a market. It's just different. Okay. He's already, he's already vile. That's why he's here. <laughs> viral, viral, not vile. <laughs> well, my friend, we are coming to the close of our time together this morning. We got, you know, we had the right topic overcoming challenges because we, we had uh, challenges right out of the, the get go. I was, uh, I was worried about my abilities to do my host and uh, duties and Chris was ready to jump in there and help me. And then we found out that you had some availability. So I really wanted to get your thoughts on market because so, so timely, right? Right now. There was something that you said to me over the phone. And, and if I get it, if I paraphrase it the wrong way, just out with it. I'll, I'll play along. No, don't play along. I don't want you to play along. I like it. Pete said it properly. Great session, guys. Um, the, the, the vendors at market that put forth the effort, uh, put in a little bit extra energy, put in the extra effort to make something happen at market were, were rewarded. Yeah. What, what was market attendance? What anybody wanted it to be? No. But they were rewarded. There was enough people there. There were enough great dealers there that everybody seemed like they had a great time. And I will tell you this, just, you know, so I was, I, I had like a, not a front row seat like I normally had. I had a back row. <laughs> I was back in Ohio and all I had to really see you guys was social media. And the guys that looked like they were having the most fun of anybody, I'm going to tell you right now, was Diamond. And I, I barely know those guys. Uh, they look like they're having the most fun. Now, I know for a fact, because I love Darren and Brandon and, and Justin, that you cannot walk into a bed tech showroom and not have fun because it is, bed tech is just an awesome company who, who are doing awesome things to shake it up. Did I say that right? Or want to add something to that, my friend? You know, I would say, so Diamond has claimed, and I, I think self-proclaimed themselves as the funnest showroom at Las Vegas market. So It looked like it to me. I mean, I think maybe we have a belt made, right? And we award it to the vendor that has the most fun. So I like that idea. Um, maybe, maybe that's the next mattress industry challenge, right? For, um, for vendors is if you're going to be fun, we're going to get a belt made. I don't know who, maybe, I don't know who's going to sponsor this belt, but it, we're throwing this out there. 
and we will award the belt to the best vendor. But we're going to award it on Wednesday, and you must be open, Bed <laughs> Um, I'm telling you, my flight didn't leave till late Wednesday, and I had nothing to do on Wednesday afternoon. Oh. So, so Robert and I, we jumped in the rental car and we went down and, uh, you know, I'm glad Robert was there with a rental car. Otherwise I would have been just sitting at market chilling, waiting for the bus. Um, you know, so we jumped down, we went down to the mall and the mall was hopping, but Las Vegas market on Wednesday was not. You guys, when you bail on market on Wednesday and you wonder why the people are, why it's dead, right? And and this is a specific criticism of all the vendors that closed early. The reason why it is dead is because you closed early, right? I mean, and the same thing goes for, for mattress store owners that are closed on, you know, that have shorter hours on Sunday or whatever. You can never anticipate a customer showing up if you're not open. It's true. So um, that's my criticism of Wednesday at market because I was really, I had a good four or five vendors I really wanted to see um, that asked me to come check them out. But I just got too busy and didn't get an opportunity. Uh, if those more. vendors want to reach out to you, how do they reach out to you? So same way, Steve at BoiseMattress.com uh, or shoot shoot me a message on on Facebook. So okay. um, open the showrooms on Wednesday, then the people will come and they will stay. Um, I'm getting tired of a two-day market, right? I mean, essentially yeah. now the market has turned itself into a Sunday-Monday market. Yeah. And... uh if that's what it's going to be, then let's close the whole damn thing down on on Tuesday. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of pointless to me. Yeah, interesting points, Steve. Thank you so much. Anybody that wants to join the Mattress Industry Network group that you run, how do they do it? What's the best way for them to do it? So, the Mattress Minds Group or the Industry Network Group. The Mattress Industry Network Group, right there. Up oh. network, there it is. Scan it, join it. Magic, the magic the questions, please, because we only let people in that answer the questions, and it's it's vital because we're trying to keep those you know those mattress shopping mummies out of the group. We we want real professionals in the group, so yeah. uh, people that are interested in helping others and and being helped. So. Awesome. Steve, any last words? Thanks, Pete. Hope you get better, man. I'm better, dude. I, I woke right. up. All right. Turn your head. Turn your head. Let's oh, oh no, no. I mean you're better than you were, but you're still dude. not quite the bobblehead yet. You know, they didn't <laughs> even send me to physical therapy yet. I better not go too hard. Trying uh, to you know what? That's okay. It'll be me. And you and Stu in a dark alley. And it won't be good for you, Steve. It won't be good for you. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, that's why that's why we carry you around here, Pete. 
Thank you so much for coming on. Bear hugs. Love you, Stu. Stu, thanks. You made the show a blast today. You need to get Stu on this show. We do. Let's get Stu on, man. You you work on that, and uh, I'll work on it, and we'll see if we can't make that happen. The problem is, will you support Stu the way Stu supports you? Oh, he's on. I'll give him all the time. All right, good. With that, that's a wrap, guys. Thank you for joining us today. And Steve, thank you so much for everything you do for our industry. We appreciate you. Take care.